Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Oh. Hey there, this is Ebony Griffin, your host of the Small Talk Big Thoughts podcast. I just want to thank you so much for joining into this episode. As I mentioned in the last episode that was about prayer, we will do a little bitty mini-series, so to speak, related to prayer. And this is so that we can start the year of 2023 off building a foundation in prayer. Because as life continues for all of us, things might be great and smooth and then things may be bumpy and so as life continues we want to be able to utilize the tools that we have been given by God and one of those tools is prayer so with that being said as I mentioned before prayer is talking to God and listening it's about developing a relationship with him to be vulnerable transparent and ask our questions. Now John chapter 15 verse 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So that lets us know that abiding in God and abiding in his word will help us to formulate what questions to ask, how to formulate our prayers in order for our prayers to be answered it will be done for us so again i wanted this episode is going to be a lot of scripture so i pray that you would buckle up and go get your bible write down these scriptures and on your own time meditate on these scriptures the word tells us to meditate on the word day and night so let start with getting to know the word of God abiding in his word so many people ask what's the point of prayer and this episode is going to talk a little bit about that but also some benefits uh, to show what is the point of it why do we need it why should we do it okay so God's will for us is prayer What's the point? One of the points is God's will for us is prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. And I'll just read a portion. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's the point? It's God's will for us. It's God's will. Now, after the Pharisees call Jesus the devil, Jesus tells his disciples to pray to increase the laborers of the harvest. Okay, so Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. And the word reads, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, that was from the King James, and I am possibly going to be rotating between New King James and King James. I'll do try to let you know which um, Bible I'm coming from, uh, but giving you the verses so on your own, regardless of what 
book what um version you use that you can refer back to those scriptures so that was matthew chapter 9 verse 38 pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest so basically jesus is telling the disciples to pray to increase uh, pray for more disciples true followers of god pray for there to be an increase of laborers of the harvest and guess what if you are a follower of God, that is what you are, a laborer of the harvest. I am a laborer of the harvest, and we should be praying for more of those. So that is one of the points of prayer. Now, to go into some benefits that lead us to the point of prayer, uh, the first thing, many benefits, of course. I want to say there are many, many benefits to prayer. Uh, I'm only going to be talking about a few of them because it's so many. I would be going on and on, and I want to get to other aspects of prayer in this little mini-series. And as I mentioned in the last series, my goal also is to provide a sample prayer from the Bible so that you will see that throughout the Bible, there were many prayers, but you'll be able to see different ways that prayers are structured and really what the Bible says about prayer based on those individuals that were in the Bible because they were real. Those people are not just characters. They're real people that lived and existed and they faced adversity as we do and they reached out to God in word and in conversation and they leaned into him. So we want, those are our examples to follow. So I give, later on, I'll give a sample prayer so that way we can go over that. But back to the benefits of prayer. One benefit is direction. Second Chronicles chapter 2, verse 3, Jehoshaphat is inquiring to the Lord when he heard. Now, this is a little bit of a backstory. He had heard, Jehoshaphat had heard that some armies were coming to wage war against him and the Israelites. And so instead of him just like we would most most people would do, he would he didn't just say, you know what, I got this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to, you know, no, he inquired unto the Lord. OK, he went to the Lord first and asked, what do I do? So, again, that is Second Chronicles verses two and three. Now, in First Samuel, chapter 30, verse eight, David does the same thing. And David inquired to the Lord, shall we pursue an army? Now, if you know a little bit of backstory about this, this, there was a group of men that came and just basically plundered the goods of David and his army. They went away to war, come back, find out their women are gone. So the wives are gone, the kids are gone, their possessions are gone, and, and the the people that were a part of David's army was like, what's going on? All of our possessions are gone. And they were going to stone David. And David, he didn't get stirred up. He didn't say, you know what, we're going to do this. Da, 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 da. He went to inquire to the Lord and say, shall I pursue that army? And of course, if you know the story, the Lord responds back to him and says, go pursue. They went back to pursue and they got all of their possessions back. So, what is the benefit of prayer? Direction. Going to God to inquire to him to ask what to do. Second um, benefit is self-encouragement. 
um, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he told them a parable. Who is he? Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus is giving them parables during this time, um, you know, when he's here on earth. And, and them as the disciples, he given the disciples and those parables that he gave the disciples also apply to the readers, you and I. Um, but he tells them through these parables to pray and do not lose heart, which means that we can literally gain self-encouragement through prayer. Okay. On that same note, the benefit, pray when we're weak. The spirit helps us in our weakness. This is Romans chapter eight, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts know what is in the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Guess what? Sometimes life is just life, okay? Sometimes things are so hard and difficult for us that we can't get the words. Have you ever just gotten into a situation and you didn't even have the words to communicate? It was just so harsh and so bad and so horrible that you couldn't even gather the words to come out of your mouth. It's literally what happened, took the words out of your mouth. Well, in that case, because again, we're talking about life and life happens to all of us. We are, as followers of Christ, we are not exempt from life happening. So get that out of your head. Just because you're a Christian, it's going to be gummy, gummy worms and beautiful candy pavement. You know, you're going to be walking this yellow brick road full of skills. It's not accurate. Okay. Life gets hard for the people that are unbelievers as well as the believers. The difference is, is that we have God with us. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, okay? That is the difference. And Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 lets us know that when life gets difficult and we can't form the words, the Holy Spirit will give us words. The Holy Spirit will intercede with us with groanings because sometimes you ain't got a word, but your spirit is like, mm, you got a groan. That's all you can do is come up with a groan and a grunt. Okay. So now again, if life hasn't gotten that hard for you, um, that's good, uh, but listen close, take heed to this, because if it does, when it does, then you will know to lean into the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can intercede and act on your behalf by giving words to you um, and intercede for you in prayer. Next, the benefits to prayer is being able to reduce anxiety. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God now because I'm a mental health professional I know that a lot of people struggle with anxiety 
Okay, they struggle with stress and anxiety. I talk to lawyers because I'm also a lawyer. I talk to lawyers about stress and anxiety. Uh, I talk to regular people who have regular jobs, all the people that we come across with, just people all over that have stress and anxiety. And it's a big deal because it actually can weigh you down and you won't it affects like so many areas of your life if you're anxious you can't really function well and so we're just casting that spirit of anxiety down right now if there's anybody that's listening who is struggling with fear and anxiety we are casting it down to the pits of hell and we are proclaiming that you are more than a conqueror that you will not suffer from fear and anxiety that it Fear and anxiety is underneath your feet, that you are walking in boldness and you are walking in freedom because that is what the Lord Jesus Christ gives us. Okay, so I don't know why, but I've led to pray about that. And we're going to believe that you are free from anxiety. The word tells us not to be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication. Okay, let our requests be made known to God. All right, and so that's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. So that is the benefit of prayer to reduce anxiety. All right, reduce and eliminate it. All right, now another benefit is safety and protection. Um, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence. So sometimes we are praying for safety and protection. The benefit is, is that we're praying for safety and protection for us and for our loved ones. And I want to say that, um, you know, no matter what, you need to be praying over your life. You need to be praying the blood of Jesus over yourself every day. You need to be proclaiming the blood of Jesus over your family every day if you have kids if you don't have kids whoever had you're connected to his family you need to be praying the blood of jesus covers you covers them okay that is a safety and protection of prayer all right next benefit your connection with god grows deeper and deeper every day so the bible mentions that jesus went to pray to God countless times. I mean, if you read the Gospels, uh, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, if you read those, you will see that Jesus, go. he goes off on his own, and he is praying to God so much, and he's, inter you know, he's, he's doing so there. I mean, and even got to a point where the disciples see, they know that he's going off, to pray and so they're like well teach us to pray okay and so they want to have that as well and and just so you know Jesus is still interceding on our behalf with prayer so what he did when he went off on his own and he got with God Jesus he prayed for clarity he prayed for connection he prayed uh, for the concerns of this world and um, you know those are some things that we too can pray for and I'll talk a little bit about some uh, how the benefits of prayer lead us to pray for certain things later all right uh, another benefit of prayer is to stop temptation now this is a big one for me and um, you know it's a big one for the 
for the kingdom. Okay, we got to pray to stop temptations. Uh, the word tells us that the devil is ro roaming around like a lion seeking to whom he can devour. Okay, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. This is the devil's primary goal. And so one way to do it is to tempt us. If you like cupcakes, if you like whatever it is, I mean, I'm using cupcakes. It's not really uh, something that's funny. But ultimately, whatever it is, that's your thing. Everybody has a thing. And whatever it is, is your thing. You need to be guarding yourself all, with all get out to make sure that you do not fall into temptation. Now, I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me, always talking to me during this time. Okay, I am not exempt. And so one of the benefits of prayer is to stop temptation. Matthew 26 verses 41. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so the moment you and I get to a point where we're like, oh, I got it. I'm, you know, I'm good. I got it. I can do this. I can do that. Where anything that you conquer before, the devil is listening and he will bring it before you. Now, you know, you can swat it down each time, but he waits for the opportune time. I'm going to tell you from experience, he waits for the opportune time when your spirit is low, when you're anxious, when you're down, when you're fearful. And he'll bring that temptation back. And you will have to have enough words, and I'm talking about word in you, the word inside of you, to be able to pray against that temptation to stop that temptation in its tracks okay so again that's Matthew 26 and verse 41 that is one of the benefits another benefit is to be be able to pray for others brothers pray for us that's first Thessalonians 5 and 25 it just says brothers pray for us okay uh and then Colossians 1 and 9 and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for me, for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Here, Paul in Colossians tells the Colossians, guess what? We have not stopped praying for you. We're continuing to pray. And what we're praying, we're praying that you are filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding isn't that beautiful and, and really think of someone that you can pray for right now i'm praying for you i am praying for you listener i'm praying that god too fills you with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I would love for you also to take that scripture and pray for others. Pray that your brothers and sisters in Christ, your brothers and sisters in the natural, your friends will also be filled with the knowledge of God's will. All right, that's Colossians 1 and 9. Now, another benefit of praying, which no one really likes, uh, but... It's one of the things that we are charged to do. One of the benefits is to pray for our enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You saw how my voice got a little... Because deep down it's like, who's trying to pray for their enemies? But the reality is, is that we have been charged. We are different from other religions in that we are to pray for our enemies. Pray for those who are persecuting us. Um, you know, 
you don't have to be a doormat. You can stand bold in the in the righteousness of the Lord. But we are charged to pray for them. And the Holy Spirit will guide and direct you on what to pray. Because sometimes it's not easy to pray for somebody that you know hates you or that's against you or cause trying to hinder you. Now, we're not praying for the devil. We pray against him. We pray against those demonic spirits in people before the actual person we pray for them. Okay, that's a little bit of a distinction. Luke chapter 3 verse 21. One of the benefits to praying is to open up the heavens. In Luke, it says, Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens opened. So sometimes you have to go deep in prayer and, you know, that might be five minutes, five hours, five days, but you are going so deep that the heavens are open. That's some strong prayer. Okay, that is really connecting to the Father. So it, that's one of the benefits to have the heavens open. And with that being said, when the heavens open, there is some greatness that comes from heaven. Okay, now we've talked about the benefits and from a personal standpoint, we are in a position where those benefits affect every area of our life. So, you know, these are the benefits of assistance for us personally. Anything in our life that's interfering with our intimacy with God, we need to pray about that. We need to pray against that, okay? We need to pray that... Um, for the people that God wants us to express love to. So those people that God wants us to love, uh, we need to pray how to love them in the best way to, to meet their needs the way God will want. Sometimes people don't know what they need and they might expect us to do that. Well, how are we going to know if you don't know? So the best way to know is to lean into the Holy Spirit to ask God to help us to express love to others. Now, our prayers, we can pray to be ambassadors for Jesus in the world. That means being able to have a attitude of righteousness in the world so that we are ambassadors for Christ. That that also does not mean that you're going to get every day right and you're going to do everything right. Dot every I, dot it. No, you're not going to dot every I and cross every T. We're not talking about being perfect because that is impossible we're talking about going out being ambassadors and showing love for christ and admitting when we have issues loving on people with issues having compassion with them and just being real and transparent that is being a, the role of an ambassador for jesus in the world now uh, we need to pray to steward our money this is really big because there are so many economic changes if you listen to Two episodes up, I talk a lot about uh, finances, and, and I'm going to dive more into finances this year. But you want to talk about, you, you really want to pray about how to steward your money, because there are so many things happening with the economy, and you don't want to be going back, okay, is it an inflation, is it recession, is it a depression? I don't care what the world says. What did the Lord say? The Lord says, steward your money, okay? And in order to steward, you're going to have to go to him, look at the resources that he has provided to you, the skill, the resources he has entrusted you with, and know how to manage them. And if you are a person that's like, well, I don't know how to manage money. Did nobody ever teach me? Again, 
I understand that everybody didn't get it. This is not something that they're teaching in school. That is intentional. If they don't teach you how to manage your money, then you don't know how to manage. But it's now that you know that you don't know how to manage, it's up to you to figure out how to manage it. Why? Because God made you a steward. And if you want to get more money, you got to learn how to be a good steward. If you want to just scatter through your money and be broke all the time, and, you know, pitching pennies and all of that stuff, then keep not managing, okay? Um, steward, it means praying over your finances, being able to sow into the kingdom of God, being able to hear him and listen to when he's saying give to others. The one way to get is to give. If you open up your heart and give, in fact, I know one example, one church, that's all they do. They they don't have a building for themselves or anything. They just give. That they, they had a reverse offering. I've never heard of it, and I'll let you know if you have never heard of it. That is when they had people come to church. They invited people that they anybody just come to the church. If you don't have money for this, this, and this, just come to the church. We gonna give you money. Okay. Now, have you ever heard of such? It's amazing. And guess what? That is how we all should should be operating. Okay? Now, that means stewarding our money because because that church has given to others and and they have a heart of giving. Guess what? God has given to them because they know how to steward their finances. Now, back to uh another benefit of prayer from a personal standpoint. Um, you know, being Believers are persecuted for their faith all around the world. And so we need to be praying against those people who are persecuting, persecuting and killing God's people. So that is where your prayer could be utilized. Another way is praying for your understanding of the word. Now, I've heard so many people that says, I don't understand what it says. I don't know. And I, that is a legitimate thing to say. However, they have so many different types of Bibles. You can, like I said in previous episodes, Get your standard New King James or your King James and get another Bible, the Amplified or something like that. And then read one verse and then read it in another one and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but that you want to pray for understanding of the word of God. So that way you can live it out. Okay. Have that word abide in you like we talked about earlier. Last thing is pray to develop your spiritual gifts. You have spiritual gifts. These are things that God made you. You know, you're unique to God. He loves you so much. He wired you a certain way. He put things in you that nobody has. I don't have it. You don't have what I have, and I don't have what you have. It's a reason why you're here. He loves you so much that he formed you in your in your mom's womb before that point forms you put you there on this earth and it's not just for you to live some humdrum okay you know i'll just wake up and do not no you have gifts and you need to be giving out those gifts what god has to others so develop those gifts and share them with the world god is about fruitfulness and he wants you to be fruitful multiply get those gifts out there to others now I can go on and on about the benefits of prayer and what to what to pray for, as I mentioned earlier. But I'll tell you all those benefits are personal. They're personal to you. So I can't tell you what you need to be praying for today. But there are some things that God has laid on your heart that you should be praying for and you should make those a routine. 
write that stuff down and get to praying, get to going to the scriptures, find scriptures that are uh, helpful in your prayer and pray those things. And I can honestly say from my own experience that there is nothing more rewarding than seeing God answer prayers. And he does it daily for me. Um, you know, he, it revives me when I see it, it motivates me, it restores me, and it really does build up my faith. And right now we need more faith building. Okay. So as I promise a sample prayer, excuse me, from the word of God, and it is coming from first Kings chapter three, verse five and 10. And I'm going to be reading from the new King, King James version. It says, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? Hmm. And verse six, and Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day verse 7 now i walk and and i'm sorry verse 7 now my lord my god this is solomon talking you have made your servant king instead of my father david but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Verse 9, therefore, give to your servant an understanding of heart to judge your people and that I may discern between good and evil. For you, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? Verse 10, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked these things. And and I'll read verse 11. And God said to him, because you have asked these things and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for life of your enemies, for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Verse 12, I have done according to your words. That's a whole drop the mic moment right there. So this is an example of a conversation that occurred in a dream from Solomon, David's son. Solomon has been chosen to be the king. And he is asking God for help on what to do. And God is answered the prayer. Okay, so that's an example. I I use those examples so that you understand, you know, it's a highlight so that you understand how this works, how this interaction and this conversation works with God. Okay, so I hope that you go back and really revisit that scripture. What is the big thought? The big thought is prayers don't have an expiration date. You could literally receive a blessing of an answered prayer from four generations back in your family. Likewise, things that you're praying for now could affect four generations up in your family. So the benefits of prayer are endless. Get proactive. Start your conversation like you just heard Solomon do and watch those benefits spring up 
and those prayers get answered. That's all that I have for this one. Until next time, good people. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small.